Oh, I'm hot. Hey, no. Can y'all hear me? All the way to the back. Kenneth. Look at he nodding. All right. Man, you got to love Kenneth. He's awesome. He's more than just a, uh, a dairy farmer, I'll tell you that. Did I get some laughs out of that? Wow. All right, all right. Anyways, so, yes, I want to uh, also say again, uh, not trying to add anything what Paula said, but uh, I just want to thank the youth for uh, doing what they do. Um, even though sometimes they don't know that they're capable of doing these things, uh, God knows that they're capable of these things. And uh, I just thank, thank y'all from the bottom of my heart. I feel like y'all are my children, okay? So I'm going to claim you anyways. So, and thank you for all you do. And uh, I know that y'all are not used to getting up there and singing. At least one of you are not. But you did a great job. <clears throat> It's good to see them in church instead of out on the road, you know, uh, living in the world. It's, it's an honor. But I'm going to do a little preaching for y'all. And uh, the Lord is going to speak to all of us today. And uh, you either, you're going to leave here changed either way. Okay? Either you're going to come to Jesus and be changed, or you're going to make that decision to walk out without Jesus. It's going to change you either way. So, the Lord gave me this scripture. It's, we're going to be in Matthew. We're going to be in the book of Matthew chapter 8. Book of Matthew, chapter 8, and we're going to start with the uh, verses 1 through 3. If y'all are there, we'll go ahead and read it. It says, When he came, <clears throat> when he had came down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. And behold, a leopard came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Then Jesus put out his hand and touched him, saying, I am willing. Be cleansed. Immediately his leprosy was cleansed. Let's pray. The Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you for this opportunity, Lord, to come into your house once again freely, Lord, just to come in here without having to worry about anybody stopping us from coming in here to worship your name, Jesus. Lord, I want to pray for your Holy Spirit to just reign and run free in this place today, Lord Jesus. Because we're here for one reason and one reason only is just to worship you because you have done so much for us. And we're so undeserving. Lord, just, uh, just speak through me, Lord. Just uh, use me. Just uh, move me out of the way uh, so we can all uh, 
leave here changed for the good, closer to you or even come to you, Jesus. We love you and praise you, Jesus. In your name, amen. So a lot of y'all have probably heard this little bit of scripture probably a thousand times uh, ever since you were a kid probably. The guy with the, with the, with the leprosy. See, at first, I started studying at uh, chapter 8. And, you know, some, some preachers, it's like, okay, if I'm starting at chapter 8, I can't go, I can't move up because it's not in chapter 8. <laughs> so, but the Lord told me, okay, at first it says that he came down off the mountain. And I was curious. I was like, okay, why, is he, why was he up on a mountain? So the reason why Jesus came off the mountain was he was up there teaching. He, he was up there teaching to a, to a great multitude of people about uh, the solid rock and how we, uh, the, we should... Uh, if anybody takes heed to his words that he was teaching is a wise man to where when he builds his rock on a solid rock and when the winds and the rains come, it stays right where it is. But he was saying that when somebody does not hear the words that, he was, that he's uh, speaking, that it's like a foolish man that is, build his rock on, on shifting sand. And when the winds and the rains come, it sinks. <clears throat> so after him teaching that, he came down. And he saw this man sick, hurting, eat up by this horrible disease. To probably where he couldn't even, he probably couldn't hardly walk. See, if those of y'all that don't know about leprosy, is it was like a skin condition to where it's pretty much their skin is falling off. To where it is, it is from probably head to toe and their skin is literally falling off. You're like, oh, come on, I just ate breakfast and you know, I just have my coffee. I want to keep it where it is. But I just wanted to tell you where, how leprosy is. That's how bad it was. And even in this guy's pain, he knows, he recognizes Jesus. And he says, Lord, if you're willing. He didn't say, please do it now. But first of all, what does it say? Before he asked him to do anything, he worshipped him. <clears throat> he worshipped and acknowledged Jesus from the first, first off. Before he asked Jesus for something. And then, after he got done worshipping Jesus, 
while he was hurting in pain. He asked him, was he willing? If you're willing, can you make me clean? And then Jesus reached out his hand and touched him. Amen? That's my Jesus. He reached out and touched his hand. <clears throat> reached out his hand and touched him. And said, I am willing. I am willing. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. Does that not get you excited? That, that this man got through worshiping him. Okay? He knew what Jesus was capable of. He knew who he was. He worshiped him, and then he asked him for something. And he, his leprosy was completely gone. Amen? See, the reason why I told you the story about when he was teaching up on the mountain is I believe when this, when this man with his leprosy saw Jesus, okay, first of all, he wasn't up on the mountain. It doesn't say. He wasn't up on the mountain. So how did he know what Jesus was talking about up in the mountain? But I believe that this man saw his solid rock that he wanted to put his trust in, that he wanted to, to, to put his whole life into, that in pain he worshipped him. How many times do we just ask God for something and ask Him and ask Him and we don't really put our life into His hands? I've done it many times. We always want to ask God for something and we expect Him to give it to, give it to us because He's God. That's our mindset. It's like, okay, I go to church. I go to church on Sundays. I'm on time. Uh, I help out a little bit in vacation Bible school. You know, I, I give out candy. But we still don't put our whole trust and we don't put, we don't build our house on Jesus, the solid rock that always stands. See, That's good stuff. See, it said it immediately his, his leprosy was gone. Okay, what is sin? All of y'all know that sin, the result of sin is death, right? We got that, okay? We've learned that when we were kids. Okay, so if if it is if sin is is death, then I believe that when we're in sin, even though people cannot see the sin, maybe you're hiding the sin inside and it's eating you alive. Maybe you feel like. Maybe you're similar to this man right here with leprosy because sin will eat you alive and it don't just consume your little finger. 
it might start with your little finger. But sin starts to eat you alive and it consumes your whole body. And it will not go away until you have recognized Jesus of who He is and what He's done for you. See, a lot of us, and I'm, I'm not just preaching to y'all. I'm, I'm preaching to me too, okay? Like Pastor Kenny says, um, we get the conviction first. Because when we study and uh, the Lord gives us the messages, if we're not convicted over it ourselves, then we don't need to be preaching it to somebody else. But, I'll tell you a story. At my last job, I went in a, to, a, to a Dollar General one morning. And I was, uh, as soon as I opened the door, I smelled gas. Okay? And they had the door shut. And this whole store was full of gas. And I asked the lady, like, do y'all smell that? Do y'all smell that? Because it was so heavy, I couldn't hardly breathe in there. And they said, no, we don't smell anything. And I said, and, and, and it clicked to me where the reason why they did not smell it is because they've been in it so long that they've come accustomed to it and they don't, they don't recognize it. They've gotten used to the smell, so they don't see, they don't feel, they don't smell nothing. But if I would have, if the Lord hadn't sent me there, they wouldn't have knew that all that gas was in there, and eventually they would have been consumed and passed out into that gas. And that's just like our sin. A lot of people will try to tell you, do you see that? Do you smell that? And then you'll say, what? Because you've been in your sin so long that you've come accustomed to it. You don't recognize it anymore. It feels good to you, so you're like, it ain't hurting anything. You've, you've gone numb to the sin but I know, guarantee you, that other people around you that are around you every day will recognize that sin. They're going to smell that sin. Y'all didn't notice that, that uh, sin uh, smelled. It stinks. It does. But all we got to do is not get mad at the people because they're only trying to help you. Okay? All we got to do is put our, all of our trust in Jesus Christ because I promise you right now, trying to lead your life and live your life your way is not going to happen. He might let you do it for a little bit. He might let you have a feel-good time for a little bit. But it's not going to end up well. You always end up in the ditch. And you'll always end up like the like the foolish man 
your house is going to sink if you put your trust in the sin of this world.